0: Today on the show, we're going to take a look at sight loss through the eyes of a child. This is Life After Sight Loss Radio. Welcome to episode number 45 of the podcast, helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how to's, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the podcast. I'm excited about this episode. we got a lot to talk about. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to take a look at sight loss through the eyes of a child. And no, I'm not talking about when children lose their sight. I'm talking about what children think of when other people lose their sight and how we can learn from that. We've also got a coaching corner where we're going to talk about anger after you lose your sight. Plus, I've got a tech tip about the Apple AirPods. So you got to stay tuned for all that great information. Before we jump into everything as always, you can find today's show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com/045. The show notes includes links, information, conversation and more. So hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com/045. Today on The Coaching Corner, we want to talk about a topic that a lot of people deal with after they lose their sight. Recently on a Facebook uh, group I belong to, I saw where a person was talking about being angry after sight loss. They were talking about how just I mean, I can't use some of the words they used in their post, but basically they were very, very upset. And they were talking about how they didn't think they were ever going to get over this. They were always going to be angry, angry at the fact they lost their sight, angry at the fact that maybe their job was going to change, angry at everything. And they just, they were really, really angry. And look, I get it. I get anger and I experience it even today, Uh, not this specific day, but you know, even now after so many years of being visually impaired, I still get angry from time to time. And a lot of things can set it off. So I wanted to talk about anger for just a few minutes here in the coaching corner. Now, let me just go ahead and say this up front. There's no great fix or anything. It's not like I'm going to tell you something and it's like, I'm never angry again. That just, that doesn't happen. I just want to give you a few thoughts on it. And remembering that this is kind of hoping for a dialogue, you know, I'm going to say something and then hopefully you will uh, have some thoughts spurred in your head. And I'd love to hear from you about it. But here's just a few thoughts on anger after losing your sight. First, I want to let you know that it's okay to be angry. Yes, it's okay to be angry. Whether it's sight loss, whether it's loss of somebody you love, whether it's something, it's okay to be angry. Anger is not a bad thing. Now, I will say that anger can turn into something bad, but anger in and of itself isn't a bad thing. So if you're feeling very angry and very upset, that's not a bad thing, you know, in and of itself. So go ahead, feel the anger, you know, feel the, the rage or whatever it is. Just remember that anger is inside isn't necessarily bad, but anger outside, well, that can turn bad. And and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Secondly, you need to know where to direct your anger. Who are you angry with? Are you angry with yourself, your spouse, your kids? Are you angry with your work, your situation, your life? What are you angry with? Because that's really important. You need to know where to direct it. Most of the time, you're really angry with this idea of sight loss. And so it's hard to direct it. You know, We'll have fights with our family, fights with our friends, uh, throw things at the TV, you know, whatever, because we're so angry and we have nowhere to direct it. So it's important to know where you're angry and what you're angry at. And if it is sight loss, that can be difficult to direct it. So I just want to encourage you that if you are angry and it has to do with the sight loss, just know where the anger needs to be directed. If it's not at your family, friends, and that sort of thing, because that will solve a few problems you're probably having with close relationships, nowhere to direct your anger, and finally, you need to find outlets for this anger that you're feeling. I don't mean you need to start punching people in the face, although that's maybe what you want to do. I mean that you need to find appropriate outlets, and this could be a wide variety of things. This could be, you know, going down and and you know, hitting something like uh, I don't know, maybe hitting a baseball off of a tee. Because, you know, uh, you might think, well, why would I hit a baseball? I can't see it coming at me. Well, you, you know, you change it up. You hit a baseball off a tee. Maybe you hit a golf ball. You know, that's not moving anywhere. You know, <laughs> you, know you find ways to deal with it. Maybe it's something like uh, artistic, a painting or drawing. Maybe it's something where you uh, journal, you write, that sort of thing. You find outlets for the anger. Because if you never find an outlet and you're just always enraged all the time, it will only grow. I gave an example to my son last night because he's struggling with a few things, and I said it's like a Coke bottle that you shake up. You know, you you've, you had that 20-ounce Coke bottle, and you just shake it, and you shake it, and all of a sudden it pops off, you know, when you undo it, and it just explodes. Well, the thing about anger can be like that, and it'll explode at the least opportune time. So, you need to find outlets for it where you can sort of unscrew the top and let it all come out. And maybe that's just a really good friend who's like, take 10 minutes and vent. I don't care what you say. Let's get it all out but you need to find outlets for your anger that way it doesn't stay bottled up inside So that's just a few thoughts on anger. Look, like I said, I'm not going to magically change everything in your life. It's just a few things to remember if you're dealing with anger. And if you are struggling with emotional issues like anger, or maybe you've got some relationship struggles, or maybe you've got some technology troubles, or many other things, and you'd like to talk to me one on one, I'd love to start a coaching relationship with you. Hop on over to my coaching page at lifeaftersightloss.com slash coaching, and I would love to connect with you a little bit deeper on the things that you're going through. After sight loss. There's an old saying that says out of the mouths of babes. And basically what that saying means is, you know, the wisdom comes from children. Uh, Oftentimes when children wonder about something, they just ask. They have no filter and they're very sincere and genuine. And I honestly actually love that. I've had many kids ask me about my sight loss, you know, why can't you see? What is that cane? You know, what is, and they just really are genuine and sincere. And I really appreciate that. And I was thinking about it the other day and I read this article. Uh, I think it was from the American Council for the Blind, and basically it was about uh, questions that kids will ask whenever somebody in their life loses their sight. Now, this article was more from the bent of grandparents losing their sight, you know, because of older people and they typically lose their sight, macular degeneration, things like that. But I think that these kinds of questions apply to all of us. So what I thought I'd do is take some of those questions that kids ask, not only answer them, but kind of use them to give us a perspective on this simplicity, of children asking questions because we get so lost a lot of times in in sort of the the woods and the vagueness and it's like kids are like, what about this? What about this? And maybe, just maybe that can help us deal with our own sight loss or the sight loss in our family. So let's take a look at some of the questions kids might ask when somebody in their life starts to lose their sight. So the first one is, why does a blind person see better on some days than other days? Now, this seems like a very, like, this doesn't make any sense. I I figured if you're blind, you know, you you can't see good on this day and it's not going to change. But that's just the thing. If you're visually impaired, you've probably realized that your sight fluctuates from day to day. And it can be affected by weather. It can be affected by how good you feel. It can be affected by uh, physical exertion. It can be affected by a lot of different things. I mean, even just simple things like lighting in your house can affect how your vision is and so when a kid says well wait a minute I thought you could see worse yesterday or you can see better today it's like you're right and there's a really good reason for that and so I think it's important to remember that question and to think about it from yourself because your sight is going to fluctuate and though I'm not a medical doctor and I always encourage you to see your medical professional you know Sight fluctuation isn't as big a deal as we make it sometimes. And so a kid's sincere question of saying, Why does you know so and so see a little better today than they did the other day? You know, actually there's a really good reason for that and lots of factors go into it. The next question a kid might ask is, well, do only old people lose their sight? <laughs> because, you know, maybe their grandma and grandpa have MACD and it's, you know, it's a little bit different or they've only seen older people have a lower vision just because of age-related issues. And it's like, do only old people lose it? No, that's really not true. Not only old people lose it. Maybe old people's offensive at this point, but no, not only people that are up in age lose their sight. Uh, I mean, I lost my sight when I was 18. Uh, there are kids that lose their sight. There are adults, 30s, 40s, 50. All people can lose their sight to a lot of different issues. And so when kids say, well, do only old people lose their sight? Such a good question because the community at large, well, you're so young and healthy. How did you lose your sight? Well, sight loss isn't only affected by our age. It's affected by a lot of different things. So I think when a kid asks that question, it's probably a really sincere question that adults have, but they don't want to say old people. So thank you, kids, for having no filter and asking such sincere questions. Next up, they might say, well, what should I do around a guide dog? And this is really good because uh, having had a guide dog for a few years, kids typically are much better at this than adults. (laughs) Uh, Maybe a kid has had somebody come into their classroom and talk to them about it, and the adults oftentimes will pet the dog. And I've I've had this happen to me. The the adult will pet the dog, and the kid will say, Mom, you can't pet the dog. It's a guide dog. It's working. And it's like, thank you, seven-year-old, for paying attention in class. But a kid might say, well, what am I supposed to do, you know? It's a dog on a pet. It. Uh, what do you you know? What's the problem here? And it's like, oh, that's a very genuine question. They're not asking it out of sarcasm. Like, oh, it's working because so many times people, adults, will read the sign that said, "On my guide dog's harness, do not pet me. I am working." That's verbatim. That's what it said. Do not pet me. I am working. And adults would read that out loud and say, "That's cute," and you know, pet the dog. It's like, no. So a sincere question from a kid is, "What? What am I supposed to do?" It says it's working. What does that mean? It's like, oh, well, here's what it means, and you get to explain it to that they're helping me you know navigate the sidewalk and make sure I don't walk into the street and you know on and on and on so that's such a sincere question from a kid that maybe just maybe if adults would ask those questions you know at least a little bit there'd be a little less trouble when you take your guide dog out you know go into the mall or wherever else next up might seem like a weird one, but kids genuinely have this question of how does a blind person take care of themselves? You know, because in a kid's mind, it's like, well, I can see and that's how I do everything. How does a blind person do anything? I mean, how do they brush their teeth? How do they take a shower? Uh, how do they go anywhere? How do they read a book? How do, you know, all these sort of things. And again, it's sincerity on their part. It's genuine concern and wonder like, well, how do they do this? You know, if they have a grandma at home and they're like, well, how's grandma going to take care of herself? It's like, oh, okay, well, I get it. You know, they're just genuinely concerned. It's like, well, here's some ways they're going to do that. You know, here's some accessible technology. Uh, here's a a magnifier or here's a screen reader or, you know, this, the white cane is for this purpose, or here's some sunglasses, all the different things that, you know, when we lose our sight, we wonder about as well. A kid just comes out and says, what what are they going to be able to do anything? And it's like, yeah, they totally are. And here's some great ways that, you know, they can do that. And I think, you know, that leads us into the final question, which we'll get to here in just a second, but it's like, here, some things that will help the person in your life who's got low vision there's lots of things out there now especially nowadays with the way technology is and so a blind person can totally take care of themselves and that's such a sweet sincere and genuine question from a child and the final question they might ask is what can i do to help somebody in my life who's visually impaired and you know what, that is, again, it's sincere, it's genuine, it's not sarcastic, it's like, oh, I'll make it about myself, because sometimes as adults, we make it about ourselves, like, what can I do to help, it's all about me, and what I need to do, it's like, no, it's not about you, but a kid is like, what can I do, well, oh, thank you for asking, and you can explain those things, here's good ways to help, you know, not the grab and drag, but, you know, presenting your arm, or asking, or, you know, helping them with certain tasks around the house, and here's how you can help, and I think from that, standpoint, we can actually teach young people how to do it right. And then as they grow up, they're going to be like, wait, I know how to do this because, you know, I asked this question a long time ago when I was sincere and genuine and had no filter and, you know, wasn't jaded to the world. I just genuinely wanted to know. And then they genuinely and sincerely want to help. And by telling them the right way to do things, we have the opportunity to teach them, hey, this is the right way to do it. So such a great, sincere and genuine question from a kid. How can I help somebody Who's visually impaired? So there you go, guys. There's five questions that kids might ask when they encounter somebody who's visually impaired or when they talk about somebody who's blind or visually impaired. Now, why did I go through these questions? Because maybe you're sitting at home going, I know all the answers to these questions. You know, I've been blind for a long time or I've got somebody in my family who's visually impaired. I, I know all the answers. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes when we never encounter sight loss in our lives, way before sight loss ever enters, we have these kinds of questions. But we might be afraid to ask. I mean, we might be afraid to say, well, how does a blind person take care of themselves? Or do only old people, you know, experience sight loss? But as a kid, they don't, they have no filter. They're like, here it is, I just need to know this. And they want to know. And there's not a bad question, as long as it's sincere, as it's genuine, you know, as it's trying to be helpful to the person that they're talking about. And so I think viewing this from the lens of a child helps us remember that sight loss is just something that happens in life. It's not the worst thing. It's not the best thing. It's just one of those things. Losing a loved one, um, you know, lots of different things can happen, but it's just one of those things. And kids wonder, and they need answers to those questions. And so they ask... And they get the answers. And so maybe we can learn something from the kids that are asking these questions, not just the answers to these questions, but the ability to ask questions, to start saying, well, how can I do this? And how can this take place in my life? And if I want to go here, how can I make that happen? And instead of just having these real broad, vague answers or even broad, vague questions, we can start asking very specific questions like the guide dog, you know, like the cane. What does it do? How can I do it? And instead of living a life where we're just out here roaming around in vagueness, we're actually now turning a corner and saying, I'm looking for answers instead of all the time just asking questions. So now we can start directing our questions a little more pointedly sincerely and genuinely just like the little kid in your life might do i've experienced lots of little kids and they've had lots of great questions and i always appreciate them because i know one thing about it they're sincere and they're genuine and they just want to know things so hopefully we can learn a few things from the kids in our lives asking these maybe hard questions but sincere and genuines nonetheless (laughs) So I got a little tech tip for you here uh, this week. So for Christmas, one of the gifts that I received was a pair of Apple AirPods. And I had been seeing the AirPods for quite some time, and I'd even heard blind and visually impaired people talk about the AirPods, and I thought, these might be really beneficial. They work really well with Apple products, which I have a lot of, and I thought, this might be really, really good. And I wanted them because I use voiceover on my phone, and sometimes I want it private, and I don't want everybody hearing my text messages, so I like to use a Bluetooth headset of some sort. But the Bluetooth headset can kind of get cumbersome, and it looks ugly. And the AirPods, while they look a little funny, I don't think they look quite as bad as a Bluetooth headset. So, uh, just a big spoiler alert here: I really, really enjoy the AirPods. They're convenient. Uh, they're easy to use, easy to set up, and they can go everywhere with you. Very mobile. So, if you want to see my full review of the Apple AirPods, I've got a video over in the show notes at lifeaftersightlosscom 045. You can check out that whole video. I demonstrate the AirPods. I talk more about them, and that way. You you can know, hey, I'm thinking about the AirPods. What do you think about them? And should I pick them up for myself? By the way, if you've got Apple products at home, yeah, you could definitely pick up the AirPods and I think really, really enjoy them, especially for that feature of using them with voiceover. So if you've got questions about the AirPod, I would love to hear uh, from you, but check out that video over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 045. Right, guys, now it is your turn. You've heard me ramble on here for the last few minutes about lots of different things. And now it's time for you to join into the conversation. I want to hear from you and your thoughts. And to get you started, I've got a question here for you. So my question this week on the episode is... Out of the five questions I presented earlier, what's one that you had before you encountered sight loss in your life, whether it was you losing your sight or somebody in your life? And just to give you a rundown of those questions one more time, first of all, uh, why does a blind person see better on one day and not the other? Secondly, do only old people lose their sight? Thirdly, uh, what should I do if I encounter a guide dog? Number four, how does a blind person take care of themselves? And number five, what can I do to help a blind person? I wonder which one of those five questions did you have before encountering sight loss? Because you've probably had all those questions and answered them all now that you've encountered sight loss. But what's one of them, honestly, what's one of them you wonder? Did you wonder how's a blind person going to take care of themselves? Did you wonder if only old people did it? I want to hear from you because I think it shows the progression of understanding as we go through something like sight loss. So I want to hear from you. You can do that a few different ways. Number one, you can email. Email me, Derek, D E R E K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can tweet me at the Derek Daniel, or you can leave me a voicemail, and the number to do that is 317 721 1027. Don't forget, if you want to leave that on the podcast, make sure to note that in the voicemail and leave your name and the reason you're calling. Again, that number is 317 721 1027. So we're drawing close to the end of the podcast. And if you're still with me, I thank you so much. Just a couple of quick housekeeping items. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, I would love for you to do that. Just go to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 045. And there are buttons right under the player for Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. If you're on Android phone, you can subscribe to the podcast. It's totally free and make sure that you get each new episode delivered straight to you. And if you would be so kind while you're serving the web, to give a rating and review in iTunes so that when other people see the podcast, they'll know what it's all about, and I sure would appreciate that. Also, I would love to hear from you about anything you have in mind, questions, comments. You just want to say, hey, don't forget to send me that email, tweet me, voicemail. Go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact, and you can see all my social media links and all that stuff. I love hearing from people, so take a few minutes. Let me know what's going on in your life, and I look forward to hearing from you very soon. And that is going to wrap it up this week for me, guys. I want to say a big thank you for listening to this episode. I sincerely appreciate it. And I want to remind you that all the information presented in today's podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of medical, professional, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area thank you again for listening guys, wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com and I'll see you in the next one.